Act Four of Othello by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Four. Scene One. Cyprus, before the castle. Enter Othello and Iago. Will you think so? Think so, Iago. What, to kiss in private? An unauthorized kiss. Or to be naked with her friend in bed an hour or more, not meaning any harm. Naked in bed, Iago, and not mean harm? It is hypocrisy against the devil. They that mean virtuously, and yet do so, the devil their virtue tempts, and they tempt heaven. So they do nothing, tis a venial slip. But if I give my wife a handkerchief... What then? Why then, tis hers, my lord, and being hers, she may, I think, bestow it on any man. She is protectress of her honour, too. May she give that? Her honour is an essence that's not seen. They have it oft that have it not, but for the handkerchief. By heaven, I would most gladly have forgot it. Thou saidst, oh, it comes o'er my memory as doth the raven o'er the infected house, boding to all, he had my handkerchief. Ay, what of that? That's not so good now. What if I had said I had seen him do you wrong, or heard him say, as knaves be such abroad, who having by their own importunate suit or voluntary dotage of some mistress convinced or supplied them, cannot choose but they must blab. Hath he said anything? He hath, my lord, but be you well assured, no more than he'll unswear. What hath he said? Faith that he did, I, I know not what he did. What? What? Lie. With her? With her, on her, what you will. Lie with her? Lie on her? We say lie on her when they belie her. Lie with her? That's fulsome. Handkerchief, confessions, handkerchief. To confess and be hanged for his labor. First to be hanged and then to confess. I tremble at it. Nature would not invest herself in such shadowing passion without some instruction. It is not words that shake me thus. Pish! Noses, ears, and lips. Is it possible? Confess, handkerchief, oh, devil! Falls in a trance. Ha! Work on, my medicine! Work! Thus credulous fools are caught, and many worthy and chaste dames even thus, all guiltless meet reproach. What ho, my lord! My lord, I say! Othello! Enter Cassio. How now, Cassio? What's the matter? My lord is fallen into an epilepsy. This is his second fit. He had one yesterday. Rub him about the temples. No, forbear. The lethargy must have his quiet course. If not, he foams at mouth and by and by breaks out to savage madness. Look, he stirs. Do you withdraw yourself a little while? He will recover straight. When he is gone, I would on great occasion speak with you. Exit Cassio. How is it, general? Have you not hurt your head? Dost thou mock me? I mock you. No, by heaven. Would you would bear your fortune like a man? A horned man's a monster and a beast. There's many a beast, then, in a populous city, and many a civil monster. Did he confess it? Good sir, be a man. Think Every bearded fellow that's but yoked may draw with you. There's millions now alive that nightly lie in those unproper beds which they dare swear peculiar. Your case is better. 
Ah, oh, tis the spite of hell, the fiend's arch-mock to lip a wanton in a secure couch, and to suppose her chaste. No, let me know, and knowing what I am, I know what she shall be. Oh, thou art wise, tis certain. Stand you a while apart. Confine yourself but in a patient list. Whilst you were here o'erwhelmed with your grief, a passion most unsuiting such a man, Cassio came hither. I shifted him away and laid good excuse upon your ecstasy, bade him anon return and here speak with me, the which he promised. Do but encave yourself, and mark the fleers, the jibes, and notable scorns that dwell in every region of his face, for I will make him tell the tale anew, where, how, how oft, how long ago, and when he hath, and is again to cope your wife. I say, but mark his gesture, marry patience, or I shall say you are all in a spleen and nothing of a man. Dost thou hear, Iago? I will be found most cunning in my patience, but dost thou hear most bloody? That's not amiss, but yet keep time in all. Will you withdraw? Othello withdraws. Now will I question Cassio of Bianca, a housewife that, by selling her desires, buys herself bread and clothes. It is a creature that dotes on Cassio, as tis the strumpet's plague to beguile many and be beguiled by one. He, when he hears of her, cannot refrain from the excess of laughter. Here he comes. As he shall smile, Othello shall go mad, and his unbookish jealousy must construe poor Cassio's smiles, gestures, and light behavior quite in the wrong. Re-enter Cassio. How do you now, Lieutenant? The worser that you give me the addition, whose want even kills me. Ply Desdemona well, and you are sure on't. Speaking lower. Now, if this suit lay in Bianca's power, how quickly should you speed? Alas, poor caitiff. Aside. Look how he laughs already. I never knew a woman love man so. Alas, poor rogue! I think, if faith, she loves me. Aside. Now he denies it faintly and laughs it out. Do you hear, Cassio? Now he importunes him to tell it o'er. Go to, well said, well said. She gives it out that you will marry her. Do you intend it? <laughs> Do you triumph, Roman? Do you triumph? I marry her. What? A customer. I prithee bear some charity to my wit. Do not think it so unwholesome. <laughs> so, 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 so. They laugh that win. Faith, the cry goes that you shall marry her. Prithee, say true. I am a very villain else. Have you scored me? Well. This is the monkey's own giving out. She is persuaded I will marry her, out of her own love and flattery, not out of my promise. Iago beckons me. Now he begins the story. She was here even now. She haunts me in every place. I was the other day talking on the sea-bank with certain Venetians, and thither comes the bauble, and falls thus about my neck. Crying, O oh dear Cassio, as it were, his gesture imports it. So hangs, and lulls, and weeps upon me, so hails and pulls me. <laughs> now he tells how she plucked him to my chamber. Oh, I see that nose of yours, but not that dog I shall throw it to. Well, I must leave her company. Before me, look where she comes. Tis such another fit you. Marry, a perfumed one. Enter Bianca. What do you mean by this haunting of me? 
Let the devil and his dam haunt you. What did you mean by that same handkerchief you gave me even now? I was a fine fool to take it. I must take out the work. A likely piece of work that you should find it in your chamber and not know who left it there. This is some minx token, and I must take out the work? There, give it your hobby horse. Wheresoever you had it, I'll take out no work on. How now, my sweet Bianca? How now? How now? By heaven, that should be my handkerchief. And you'll come to supper tonight, you may, and you will not come when you are next prepared for. Exit. After her, after her. Faith, I must. She'll rail in the street else. Will you sup there? Faith, I intend so. Well, I may chance to see you, for I would very fain speak with you. Prithee, come, will you? Go to. Say no more. Exit Cassio. Coming forward. How shall I murder him, Iago? Did you perceive how he laughed at his vice? Oh, Iago. And did you see the handkerchief? Was that mine? Yours, by this hand. And to see how he prizes the foolish woman your wife. She gave it him, and he hath given it his whore. I would have him nine years a-killing. A fine woman, a fair woman, a sweet woman. Nay, you must forget that. Ay, let her rot and perish and be damned to-night, for she shall not live. No, my heart is turned to stone. I strike it, and it hurts my hand. Oh, the world hath not a sweeter creature. She might lie by an emperor's side and command him tasks. Nay, that's not your way. Hang her! I do but say what she is, so delicate with her needle, an admirable musician. Oh, she will sing the savageness out of a bear, of so high and plenteous wit and invention. She's the worse for all this. Oh, a thousand, a thousand times. And then of so gentle a condition? Aye, too gentle. Nay, that's certain. But yet the pity of it, Iago. Oh, Iago, the pity of it, Iago. Well, if you are so fond over her iniquity, give her patent to offend. For if it touch not you, it comes near nobody. I will chop her into messes, cuckold me. Oh, tis foul in her. With mine officer. That's fouler. Get me some poison, Iago, this night. I'll not expostulate with her, lest her body and beauty unprovide my mind again. This night, Iago. Do it not with poison. Strangle her in her bed. Even the bed she hath contaminated. Good, good. The justice of it pleases. Very good. And for Cassio, let me be his undertaker. You shall hear more by midnight. Excellent good. A trumpet within. What trumpet is that same? Something from Venice, sure. Tis Lodovico, come from the Duke. And see, your wife is with him. Enter Lodovico, Desdemona, and attendants. Save you, worthy general. With all my heart, sir. The Duke and Senators of Venice greet you. Gives him a packet. I kiss the instrument of their pleasures. Opens the packet and reads. And what's the news, good cousin Lodovico? I am very glad to see you, signor. Welcome to Cyprus. I thank you. How does Lieutenant Cassio? Lives, sir. Cousin, there's fallen between him and my lord an unkind breach. But you shall make all well. Are you sure of that? My lord? Reads. This fail you not to do as you will. He did not call. He's busy in the paper. 
Is there a division twixt my lord and Cassio? A most unhappy one. I would do much to atone them for the love I bear to Cassio. Fire and brimstone. My lord? Are you wise? What is he angry? Maybe the letter moved him. For, as I think, they do command him home, deputing Cassio in his government. Trust me, I'm glad on it. Indeed. My lord. I am glad to see you mad. Why, sweet Othello? Devil. Striking her. I have not deserved this. My lord, this would not be believed in Venice. Though I should swear I sought, tis very much. Make her amends, she weeps. Oh, devil, devil, if that the earth could teem with woman's tears, each drop she falls would prove a crocodile. Out of my sight. I will not stay to offend you. Going. Truly an obedient lady. I do beseech your lordship, call her back. Mistress. My lord. What would you with her, sir? Who? I, my lord? Ay, you did wish that I would make her turn, sir. She can turn, and turn, and yet go on, and turn again. And she can weep, sir, weep. And she's obedient, as you say, obedient, very obedient. Proceed you in your tears. Concerning this, sir, Oh, well-painted passion! I am commanded home. Get you away. I'll send for you anon. Sir, I obey the mandate, and will return to Venice. Hence, avaunt! Exit Desdemona. Cassio shall have my place. And, sir, to-night I do entreat that we may sup together. You are welcome, sir, to Cyprus. Goats and monkeys! Exit. Is this the noble Moor whom our full senate call all in all sufficient? Is this the nature whom passion could not shake, whose solid virtue, the shot of accident nor dart of chance, could neither grace nor pierce? He is much changed. Are his wits safe? Is he not light of brain? He is that he is. I may not breathe my censure what he might be. If what he might, he is not. I would to heaven he were. What, strike his wife? Faith, that was not so well. Yet would I knew that stroke would prove the worst. Is it his use, or did the letters work upon his blood, and new create this fault? Alas, alas, it is not honesty in me to speak what I have seen and known. You shall observe him and his own courses will denote him so that I may save my speech. Do but go after and mark how he continues. I am sorry that I am deceived in him. Exeunt. Scene 2. Cyprus. A room in the castle. Enter Othello and Emilia. You have seen nothing, then. Nor ever heard, nor ever did suspect. Yes, you have seen Cassio and she together. But then I saw no harm, and then I heard each syllable that breath made up between them. What, did they never whisper? Never, my lord. Nor send you out of the way? Never. To fetch her fan, her gloves, her mask, nor nothing? Never, my lord. That's strange. I durst, my lord, to wager she is honest. Lay down my soul at stake. If you think other, remove your thought, it doth abuse your bosom. If any wretch have put this in your head, let heaven requite it with the serpent's curse. 
For if she be not honest, chaste, and true, there's no man happy. The purest of their wives is foul as slander. Bid her come hither. Go. Exit Emilia. She says enough, yet she's a simple bod that cannot say as much. This is a subtle whore, a closet lock and key of villainous secrets, and yet she'll kneel and pray. I have seen her do it. Enter Emilia with Desdemona. My lord, what is your will? Pray, Chuck, come hither. What is your pleasure? Let me see your eyes. Look in my face. What horrible fancy is this? To Emilia. Some of your function, mistress. Leave procreants alone and shut the door. Cough or cry hem if anybody come. Your mystery, your mystery. Nay, dispatch. Exit Emilia. Upon my knees, what doth your speech import? I understand a fury in your words, but not the words. Why, what art thou? Your wife, my lord, your true and loyal wife. Come, swear it. Damn thyself, lest being like one of heaven, the devils themselves should fear to seize thee. Therefore, be double damned. Swear thou art honest. Heaven doth truly know it. Heaven truly knows that thou art false as hell. To whom, my lord? With whom? How am I false? Oh, Desdemona, away, away, away. Alas, the heavy day. Why do you weep? Am I the motive of these tears, my lord? If haply you my father do suspect an instrument of this your calling back, lay not your blame on me. If you have lost him, why, I have lost him too. Had it pleased heaven to try me with affliction, had they rained all kinds of sores and shames on my bare head, steeped me in poverty to the very lips, given to captivity me and my utmost hopes, I should have found in some place of my soul a drop of patience. But, alas, to make me a fixed figure for the time, for scorn to point his slow, unmoving finger at. Yet could I bear that, too, well, very well, but there, where I have garnered up my heart, where either I must live or bear no life, the fountain from the which my current runs or else dries up, to be discarded thence, or keep it as a cistern for foul toads to knot and gender in. Turn thy complexion there, patience, thou young and rose-lipped cherubin. Ay, there, look grim as hell. I hope my noble lord esteems me honest. Oh, ay, as summer flies are in the shambles that quicken even with blowing. O oh, thou weed, who art so lovely fair and smellest so sweet, that the sense aches at thee, would thou hadst ne'er been born. Alas, what ignorant sin have I committed? Was this fair paper, this most goodly book, made to write horror upon? What committed? Committed, O oh, thou public commoner! I should make very forges of my cheeks that would to cinders burn up modesty, did I but speak thy deeds. What committed? Heaven stops the nose at it, and the moon winks. The body wind that kisses all it meets is hushed within the hollow mine of earth and will not hear it. What committed, impudent strumpet? By heaven, you do me wrong. Are you not a strumpet? No, as I am a Christian. 
if to preserve this vessel for my lord from any other foul unlawful touch be not to be a strumpet i am none what not a whore no as i shall be saved is it possible oh heaven forgive us i cry you mercy then i took you for that cunning whore of venice that married with a fellow you mistress that have the office opposite the saint peter and keep the gate of hell re-enter emilia you you i you we have done our course there's money for your pains i pray you turn the key and keep our counsel exit alas what does this gentleman conceive how do you madam how do you my good lady faith half asleep good madam what's the matter with my lord with who why with my lord madam who is thy lord he that is yours sweet lady i have none do not talk to me emilia i cannot weep nor answer have i none but what should go by water prithee to-night lay on my bed my wedding-sheets remember and call thy husband hither here's a change indeed exit tis meet i should be used so very meet how have i been behaved that he might stick the smallest opinion on my last misuse re-enter emilia with iago what is your pleasure madam how is't with you i cannot tell those that do teach young babes do it with gentle means and easy tasks he might have chid me so for in good faith i am a child to chiding what's the matter lady alas iago my lord hath so behoard her thrown such despite and heavy terms upon her as true hearts cannot bear am i that name iago what name fair lady such as she says my lord did say i was he called her whore a beggar in his drink could not have laid such terms upon his callet why did he so i do not know i am sure i am none such do not weep do not weep alas the day how oh, hath she forsook so many noble matches her father and her country and her friends to be called whore would it not make one weep it is my wretched fortune beshrew him for it how comes this trick upon him nay heaven doth know i will be hanged if some eternal villain some busy and insinuating rogue some cogging cozening slave to get some office have not devised this slander i'll be hanged else fie there is no such man it is impossible if any such there be heaven pardon him a halter pardon him and hell gnaw his bones why should he call her whore who keeps her company what place what time what form what likelihood the moors abused by some most villainous knave some base notorious knave some scurvy fellow o oh, heaven that such companions thou'dst unfold and put in every honest hand a whip to lash the rascals naked through the world even from the east to the west speak within the door o oh, fie upon them some such squire he was that turned your wit the seamy side without and made you to suspect me with the moor you are a fool go to alas iago what shall i do to win my lord again good friend go to him for by this light of heaven i know not how i lost him here i kneel if e'er my will did trespass against his love either in discourse of thought or actual deed or that mine eyes mine ears or any sense delighted them in any other form or that i do not yet and ever did and ever will though he do shake me off to beggarly divorcement love him dearly comfort forswear me 
unkindness may do much and his unkindness may defeat my life but never taint my love i cannot say whore it does abhor me now i speak the word to do the act that might the addition earn not the world's mass of vanity could make me i pray you be content tis but his humour the business of the state does him some offence and he does chide with you if twere no other tis but so i warrant trumpets within hark how these instruments summon to supper the messengers of venice stay the meat go in and weep not all things shall be well exeunt desdemona and emilia enter roderigo how now roderigo i do not find that thou dealest justly with me what in the contrary every day thou daftest me with some device iago and rather as it seems to me now keepest from me all conveniency and supplies me with the least advantage of hope. I will indeed no longer endure it, nor am I yet persuaded to put up in peace what I have already foolishly suffered. Will you hear me, Roderigo? Faith, I have heard too much, for your words and performances are no kin together. You charge me most unjustly. With naught but truth, I have wasted myself out of my means. The jewels you have had for me to deliver to Desdemona would have half corrupted a votarist. You have told me she hath received them, and returned to me expectations and comforts of sudden respect and acquaintance, but I find none. Well, go to. Very well. Very well. Go to. I cannot go to, man, nor tis not very well. Nay, I say, tis very scurvy, and begin to find myself bobbed in it. Very well. I tell you, tis not very well. I will make myself known to Desdemona. If she will return to me my jewels, I will give over my suit and repent my unlawful solicitation. If not, assure yourself I will seek satisfaction of you. You have said now. Aye, and said nothing but what I protest intendment of doing. Why, now I see there's metal in thee, and even from this instant do build on thee a better opinion than ever before. Give me thy hand, Roderigo. Thou hast taken against me a most just exception, but yet I protest and have dealt most directly in thy affair it hath not appeared i grant indeed it hath not appeared and your suspicion is not without wit and judgment but roderigo if thou hast that in thee indeed which i have greater reason to believe now than ever i mean purpose courage and valour this night show it if thou the next night following enjoy not desdemona take me from this world with treachery and devise engines for my life well, what is it? Is it within reason and compass? Sir, there is a special commission come from Venice to depute Cassio in Othello's place. Is that true? Why then? Othello and Desdemona return again to Venice. Oh no. He goes into Mauritania and takes away with him the fair Desdemona. Unless his abode be lingered here by some accident wherein none can be so determinate as the removing of cassio how do you mean removing of him why by making him incapable of othello's place knocking out his brains and that you would have me do ay if you would dare do yourself a profit and a right he sups to-night with a harlotry and thither will i go to him he knows not yet of his honourable fortune if you will watch his going thence which i will fashion to fall out between twelve and one you may take him at your pleasure 
I will be near to second your attempt, and he shall fall between us. Come, stand not amazed at it, but go along with me. I will show you such a necessity in his death that you shall think yourself bound to put it on him. It is now nigh supper-time, and the night grows to waste. About it! I will hear further reason for this. And you shall be satisfied. Exeunt. Scene 3. Cyprus, another room in the castle. Enter Othello, Lodovico, Desdemona, Emilia, and attendants. I do beseech you, sir, trouble yourself no further. Oh, pardon me, twill do me good to walk. Madam, good night. I humbly thank your ladyship. Your honour is most welcome. Will you walk, sir? Oh, Desdemona. My lord? Get you to bed on the instant. I will be returned forthwith. Dismiss your attendant there. Look it be done. I will, my lord. Exeunt Othello, Lodovico, and attendants. How goes it now? He looks gentler than he did. He says he will return incontinent. He hath commanded me to go to bed, and bade me to dismiss you. Dismiss me? It was his bidding. Therefore, good Emilia, give me my knightly wearing, and adieu. We must not now displease him. I would you had never seen him. So would not I. My love doth so approve him, that even his stubbornness, his checks, his frowns, prythee unpin me, have grace and favour in them. I have laid those sheets you bade me on the bed. All's one. Good faith, how foolish are our minds. If I do die before thee, prythee, shroud me in one of those same sheets. Oh, come, come, you talk. My mother had a maid called Barbara. She was in love, and he she loved proved mad and did forsake her. She had a song of willow, an old thing it was, but it expressed her fortune, and she died singing it. That song to-night will not go from my mind. I have much to do but to go hang my head all at one side, and sing it like poor Barbara. Prythee, dispatch. Shall I go fetch your nightgown? No, unpin me here. This Lodovico is a proper man. A very handsome man. He speaks well. I know a lady in Venice would have walked barefoot to Palestine for a touch of his nether lip. Sings. The poor souls at sighing by a sycamore tree sing all the green willow. Her hand on her bosom, her head on her knee, sing willow, willow, willow. The fresh streams ran by her, and murmured her moans, Sing willow, willow, willow. Her salt tears fell from her, and softened the stones. Lay by these. Sings. Sing willow, willow, willow. Prythee, hie thee, he'll come anon. Sings. Sing all the green willow must be my garland. Let nobody blame him, his scorn I approve. Nay, that's not next. Hark, who is't that knocks? It's the wind. Sings. I called my love false love, but what said he then? Sing willow, willow, willow. If I court more women, you'll couch with more men. So get thee gone. Good night. Mine eyes do itch. Doth that boat weeping? Tis neither here nor there. I have heard it said so. Oh, these men, these men! Dost thou in conscience think, tell me, Amelia, that there be women do abuse their husbands in such gross kind? 
There be some such, no question. Wouldst thou do such a deed for all the world? Why? Would not you? No, by this heavenly light. Nor I, neither by this heavenly light. I might do it as well in the dark. Wouldst thou do such a deed for all the world? The world's a huge thing. It is a great price for a small vice. In troth, I think thou wouldst not. In troth, I think I should. And undo it when I had done. Marry, I would not do such a thing for a joint ring, nor for measures of lawn, nor for gowns, petticoats, nor caps, nor any petty exhibition, but for the whole world. Why, who would not make her husband a cuckold to make him a monarch? I should venture purgatory for it. Beshrew me if I would do such a wrong for the whole world. Why, the wrong is but a wrong of the world, and having the world for your labour, tis a wrong in your own world, and you might quickly make it right. I do not think there is any such woman. Yes, a dozen, and as many to the vantage as would store the world they played for. But I do think it is their husbands' faults if wives do fall. Say that they slack their duties, and pour our treasures into foreign laps, or else break out in peevish jealousies throwing restraint upon us, or say they strike us, or scant our former having in despite. Why, we have galls, and though we have some grace, yet have we some revenge. Let husbands know their wives have sense like them. They see and smell and have their palates both for sweet and sour, as husbands have. What is it that they do when they change us for others? Is it sport? I think it is. And doth affection breed it? I think it doth. Is't frailty that thus errs? It is so, too. And have not we affections, desires for sport and frailty as men have? Then let them use us well. Else let them know, the ills we do, their ills instruct us so. Good night, good night. Heaven me such usage sent, not to pick bad from bad, but by bad mend. Exeunt. End of Act Four.